We are now live. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the deadlift session for 501 Fitness this morning. Sean will be helping me demonstrate. Had a few asked this last couple of weeks about some of the differences between sumo, conventional deadlift, and Romanian. So I thought we'd put together our live session on that today. So Sean, who's warmed up generous this morning, we're going to start with Let's, uh, what's a good warm-up for a deadlift, would you say? I do a lot of hip mobility to start with, doing some bracing. Uh, so, getting the hips going. The 90-90 drill, rotating the hips a little bit, doing your dead bugs to get this set up for bracing. Then, I also do a lot of foam rolling. I don't know, I really like foam rolling. seems to get me going, but you can do whatever you want. Sean, what did you do? You rode the bike for a minute? Um, sometimes I'll do that. I'll do like a 5 to 15 minute warm-up, depending on the feeling. Yeah. But for deadlifts and squats, I usually do good mornings. So I'll put the bar on or just like a band. Right. <laughs> then my knees a little bit. Technically good morning, you're supposed to have your knees locked out. But mid-knees can just come down, keeping a nice straight back, brace, and then back up. And I feel it more my hamstrings, which are usually what's tight for me. Mm -hmm. Hips usually aren't too tight, but my hamstrings are. So that feels a good stretch and gets those warmed up. So I'll do lunges also, because I'm the opposite. My quads are always really tight. So foam rolling, some lunges, Bulgarian lunges or something, just to get these guys moving. Usually don't feel my hamstrings, but everybody's a little bit different. Listen to your body. Come up with your routine for, I don't know, making this the best as possible. But, so we're going to talk about a little bit like, Sean's doing strongman, which in that realm doesn't allow sumo deadlifting. So he focuses on the conventional deadlifting and everybody has different reasons of why they do what they do. Whether it's the sports you do, strongman powerlifting, just kind of depends. Like you should have your reasons why you're doing it. it. Shouldn't be arbitrary. Oh, I just picked this because it Instagram, it looked cool. But while Sean's doing this, we're gonna talk about what we're gonna talk about. Oh, we're gonna talk about some variations, like some tweaks that you can do on like hip stance, knee band, width of feet, all that kind of stuff too. So, first off, conventional deadlift. Sean, give us a couple. he's going, conventional generally just means hands are in, excuse me, feet are inside your hands. Doesn't really matter how wide your feet are, just as long as your feet are inside your hands will be considered a conventional deadlift. You have people that go super narrow, Sean's a big boy, so he goes a little bit wider, sets those hips in a little bit deeper. We were having a conversation this morning about like Brian Shaw, World's Strongest Man, all those guys. They... They stand with a fairly wide stance. Sean, show me, a, show me kind of what they were doing. They're out here. They get there, and they really sit into it. Yeah, they're much more like this. Yeah, so they got a really wide stance. They're dragging. I mean, they're pushing a, a sumo width sometimes, but for what they're doing for a sport, that's what they comply to. Oh, the setup is super important, too. Whatever you figure out, is best for your body. 
you tend to keep that. So if you noticed, the first thing I did, I took my middle fingers and placed them on these two lines. And then I got my feet and everything else set. Because that shows me where, for me, how everything's gonna be lined up. And that's where I start off every time. You want a pattern of whatever your setup is, consistency in your setup. John gets his fingers going, then gets his feet, rolls the bar where he wants it, whatever. Find something that works for you that gives you the best starting point. He goes in, let's get you in your stance again. Don't lift, just get you in your stance again. Fingers, roll. He feels his feet out a little bit. Okay, just before he's gonna lift, he's gonna get tension through his upper back, pull his spine in to get it as flat as possible, but the biggest thing is that this brace, this stomach, is protecting all this junk back here. And I hate, I really hate, back in the day, head up. Get your chin up, get your head up. Try to get that head up towards the ceiling, takes your neck out of position. I don't know, it strains a lot of people. So yeah, I'm naturally just about three feet or so in front of me is where I'm looking. I'm looking, yeah, about, exactly. It's wherever your chin is, or excuse me, your eye level goes with your spine. I really hate hearing like, chin up or head up when you're trying to deadlift. I even seen one of those videos on YouTube where the guy's actually like pushing some idiot's chin like up to the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Really funny to watch. But go in position again. Getting that upper back tension. You'll see he sets his shoulder blades in. Feet are nice and planted. That bar is over the bridge of the foot. Pretty level. As he goes, build your tension up. Slow pull for me. Nice and easy. Getting the hips through, standing up straight. Big thing is that when he goes through, he stands up nice and straight, nice and tall, doesn't let the hips slide forward. Awesome. Conventional deadlift, wider stance. Again, you're really just looking at for what you want your consistency to be. Mine's a little bit narrower. I go in almost inside the grips there. Just really, it's your preference. Have somebody, have a coach, have somebody take a look at you and find what maybe your natural inclination is for your stance. Because some things it doesn't work better. Sean and I were talking this morning that if we weren't doing strongman, we'd actually probably be doing a sumo deadlift. I found sumo's more comfortable for me. It's not really loud, so <laughs> don't do it. It's actually what I started off with when I first started getting back into deadlifts, because for a while there I just wasn't doing them. Um, I, you can see here a little bit, I just have a wide stance, I mean, for my frame. And so, the sumo deadlift, like I said, I'm not really tight necessarily my hips. So the sumo deadlift, I come here, this feels a lot better, I can get down there and get my butt down there. Yep. Whereas I'm kind of straining my hamstrings and everything else when I'm here. That's perfect. Done. Just talking about that, let's move to the Romanian deadlift. Okay. Really all that is, is you're starting in a high hip stance. Generally, it's a little narrower. It's a little more, it puts a, quite a bit more emphasis on the hamstrings. Back tension, core tension. Set her down, stay in that stance. Now, just sit into what you would do normally for your deadlift. The hip height changes, basically all it is is hip height and knee position. So, a lot more emphasis on the hamstrings. Some people have great hamstrings, so they can start in this position, this 
really high, like really high hip position. Hold, not a lot of knee movement. He and I both have a little bit lower hip position. We get nice and low. I favor my quads quite a bit. So I get a little bit lower as I pull, drag the shins a little bit more. Romanian, you're up here. It's a great hinge, but not as comfortable for me to do for deadlifts. With Romanian, <clears throat> as you're going down, I mean, the bar's close to you. Come down, you should get over your knees, and really, you're going down as far until you feel a good pull or stretch in your hamstrings. Yep. Um, for me, that's, I don't know, two, three inches below my knees. For some people, it might just be below the knees, but we want to try and get it about two knees or lower. We're going to pull, like true Romanian pullers and stuff, generally don't have hamstring flexibility issues. Like, yeah. You and I try to go through like close stance and keep those hips high. I mean, I could probably pull from the ground, but it's not mm -hmm. going to be a weight that I'm comfortable with. Like trying to pull three plates with Romanian, kind of sketchy. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. it. It does emphasize like your core. You're making sure your brace is good to make sure like, and I see a lot of guys do it. Like they pull, and as soon as they pull, they start pushing right through that spine, rounding that spine, and cat curl it all the way up, which... I don't know, you'll get away a hundred times, but one time it's not going to be so fun. <laughs> Sean. Yeah. We'll tell that story another day. But. Um, big thing with the Romanian deadlifts. Number one, this is not a straight leg deadlift. I see a lot of people saying they're doing Romanians, and they're here coming down. Yeah. That's a straight leg deadlift. Stiff leg, straight Stiff leg. leg. Yeah. Um, so Romanian, you're still bending your knees. Like like Gary was saying, you're not, the hips are a little bit higher, so I'm not... Maybe bending my knee as much as a normal deadlift or anything, yeah. but you still have that bend in the knees as you're going down. Do the support of the quads helping keep the knee in place. As you go down, I mean, your hinge. I mean, it could be as exaggerated as this. Generally, you still sit in just a little bit, but... Still have a nice, strong core. And the first thing that I do before I get down, I roll my shoulders back, and I really, really try and gauge and squeeze my, uh, my shoulder blades together. And pay attention to what he's doing here. He's pulling these down. Depressing the shoulder blades into this, he's not rounding his lower back. Like you can't, maybe you can't see it through the shirt. He's not pushing. He's not trying to round there. This should be all very neutral, very supported. The brace will be supported there. This gives his upper back support. Ties in the lats. Gets all that to where. Again, if you're going to lose it, some people lose it in their upper back, mm -hmm. which maybe isn't as bad, but you want as much support through your movement as possible. And then for my brace, I take a deep breath. Before I go, and that's just, it's, it's not me necessarily trying to breathe in here, yep. but it's trying to put pressure in through my uh, my midsection. Yep. A lot of room in there. And what I'm doing, I'm teaching bracing. It's a little more of a push out. You're not trying to have like bloat belly or anything like that, but you're trying to create tension. If you're using a belt, you're trying to fill that belt as much as you can and feel pressure all the way around. That'll give you support through the lower back most of the way. It just depends on how you're using them. I use Romanians more as an accessory work, like mm -hmm. getting that, getting my hamstring stronger. It it puts it just gives that emphasis back there again. Not a not a straight leg, but I like that tension better than a full pull from that position. So I mean, you definitely could use it as a main lift, depending on what you're trying to do. But it, but I think most of us yeah. tend to use it as an accessory. Yeah. yeah. Depends. So, anything else on, yeah, anything else on Romanian? Conventional Romanian. to Romanian? You're not Romanian. Well, 
sumos, again, kind of both of our personal preferences, but due to activities, we don't do very often. I like this for a lot of new lifters that have good hip mobility, especially people that don't know how to brace as well. This generally lets you get your back in a little bit more upright position or your chest in a little more upright position. And again, it kind of depends on the person doing it, but you still have your hinge in the hips. It's not as drastic as the other ones. So you can stay more upright. But the feet are substantially I've seen guys that have damn near their toes all the way out to the edge of the plates. When you're doing that, you're digging in. Sumo's a little more quad emphasis than the other ones. But again, uh, one of our clients' buddies, Tim, he pulls sumo. And for a man that had a back injury a few years ago, he was pulling almost 300 pounds. But it allows him to get that position you feel safer that way than in a conventional stance, but having a wide stance, feet out, setting his hips down to go get the bar, I'm still fairly up compared to the other two. As you get that bar tension, get back here, pull the spine in, and pull. So I do like that one a little more for new lifters that have good hip mobility. Kind of depends. It allows them to not worry as much about the back, I feel. Um, it just depends on what you want to do, too. One of the, or some of the main similarities between this, you notice know, each time I'm going, even on this one, even though I'm not leaning over as far as the other two, yes. I'm still, still tension the back, yes. I'm still coming here and squeezing those shoulder blades together. And the other thing you can't necessarily see on camera is the next thing that I tension, or usually I tension my back by a second. The first thing I tension, and when I roll it in, is I'm putting tension in my glutes and my hamstrings. Most of my glutes, uh, depending on which one I'm doing. And I feel it in different places. But here, first thing I do, I come out here, I roll it in, and right now I have tension in my glutes. I feel it in here, feel a little bit in the inner groin. Imagine that as you set up, until people push the floor away. You want to have pre-tension in the bar. So right now he has slack in the bar. You can hear it. You can hear it jiggling the weight and stuff. As he gets tension in his legs, he pulls the bar, not lifting the weight yet. Now, feel that tension? You hear that little bit of snap? He has tension in the bar. He's not going to snap the bar. And you can go up for a smooth lift after that. I prefer that than going, I well prefer that over jerking the bar anytime. Like some people get away with it, but I think there's a lot more room for error, something to go wrong, all those things. So... That's my preference. I tell people, get a slow lift to start. Once you have all your tension, get your feet set up for me, Sean. There you go. Pull that in, get it over your foot. So you still want it over the bridge of your foot. Pull your tension into your back. Get your brace going. Leg tension. Smooth lift. Smooth lift. Relax. You hear the weights jiggling, but you don't hear the bar snapping up against the plates. So, and people have been confused when I say like a smooth lift. It's not a slow lift. I don't care how fast you lift. It's that you have that pre-tension and you can anticipate the weight you're picking up. It's, again, very good deadlifts. A smooth lift is here versus a lot of people will do up 
pull. You have a hip height yeah. initially. That's, I mean, it'll break it down into like two or three different parts. Yeah. And that's not what you want. No. You want everything pre-tensioned. You want to be in position before you, before you get it off the ground. Mm -hmm. You want to try and keep that position as best as possible. Some people have a little bit of movement in the hips. You always have a little bit of like leeway on some things. Depends on what you're doing. Um, some people consider if you have a successful lift and don't get hurt, good day. But trying to find your consistency in it is, for me, it's been the most successful thing over the last few years. I've had less issues with deadlift, with squat, trying to find consistency and smooth in those lifts. So, so before we go into the <coughs> next bar, All right. this, using a straight bar, it's probably what most people are going to use. Because not all, I mean, most gyms have some kind of, kind of have a yeah. text bar or something like it. But especially if you're at a home gym, you know, during quarantine, you start buying some stuff and you're doing it at home. Mm. You're not going to have, you're not necessarily going to spend the money mm. to get a hex bar because it is very limited in what you can do compared to a regular bar. And so these three are probably what you're going to do most often, um, especially if you're trying to do any competition. This bar is going to be used most often in those competitions. And... Like we said, kind of with the uh, remaining deadlifts, <clears throat> you had to figure out how you want to work those into your workouts. Mm -hmm. So, are you going to focus on sumo deadlifts? If you are, obviously you should be doing a lot more sumo deadlifts than regular deadlifts. Um, I consider sumo deadlifts and regular deadlifts more a cornerstone of a workout versus the remaining deadlifts I tend to do more accessory-wise. Mm -hmm. What are some of the times you use like the different kinds of lifts? It, de it depends on every single person we're training. If you have questions on why you want to do these things, talk to us, talk to a trainer, talk to somebody, and figure out what your goal is and why you use them. Again, we use conventional now because we kind of have to. Mm -hmm. It's what we have to train in to use in competition. Romanian is an accessory. I don't feel like my hamstrings are as strong as they should be, so I've been doing a lot of Romanians lately to get that tension here, to make sure my brace is good. And it has improved my conventional pulling, even though I pull kind of down here. You use those. If people are trying to build up glute strength, hamstring strength, and bracing ability, do a lot of Romanians. Get that booty. Get that booty. Like, seriously, that'll be, it's a great booty builder. Great trainer if you want to transition into more deadlifting, heavier weights, that kind of stuff. You'll get there. It just... It all depends on what you are particularly doing. So, my fiance deadlifts. She got a good booty. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I love deadlifts. I love squatting and all that stuff. Just depends on which one you want to use for what reason. So let us know if you have questions, please. We can break down some of the stuff. I'm working with a guy right now. He's been he's been trying to pull conventional because that's what he learned. He played a lot of football. Strong dude. Don't get me wrong. He's a real strong dude. He has better hip mobility. For a guy his size, he has really good hip mobility, but not the best brace and not the best back. So we switched him into doing some sumos to where he can line up a lot better. He loves it. He's, ab he's absolutely been doing fantastic with it. And he's, he's just never been taught. So we'll work with that for a while. He hasn't mentioned anything about doing any competitions or anything yet, but... Who knows what we're going to get into. Okay. Up the hill. Bring it back just a little bit. I don't want to make the die. Would be really cool. <laughs> okay. 
So, <laughs> trap bar. Generally, you look at a trap bar, a hex bar, I'm not sure what other names there are for them, but anything where you're basically in a cage to do your lift. These have high handles and low handles, even though I don't have the low handles on there. Can you see those, Nick? Somewhat. Okay. Yeah. The high handles, I've been working on more of a rack pull, a higher lift. It's a little bit easier. In this guy and in most of these trap bars, conventional and Romanian is about what you got. Unless you're an itty bitty person, you might be able to do a little bit of sumo in here, but Sean's not an itty bitty person. This is you said that earlier this was a normal this, normal handles widthwise, right? For this particular bar, it's the Kabuki trap bar. It has three setups. Like these handles could be shorter for a wider person, they could be more narrow for a smaller person. I just got the normal handles though. For Garrett, this is this is fine. This is what he said. This, yep. For me, it's a little narrow. Yep. So this is going to be a little narrower compared to the traditional, or just conventional that you saw just a minute ago. Um, most, I say most because not all, but most hex bars do have either a high handle or a uh, regular handle. Um, the regular handle, it's separate from the bar and it's in line with where the weights are stacked. The high handle is a little higher. You usually, just flip the bar over to use either one. So, and yes, the higher handles make it a little bit easier to get like weight on there. You don't have to get that low for tension. It really just depends on what you're doing. I'm doing reps at the high handles right now to build my conditioning and grip strength, really. Trying to hold 10 reps on the trap bar with weight is interesting. Some days it feels like I'm bleeding. Uh, going the low handles, it's the same thing as a conventional deadlift. This is a great trainer for new lifters also. If you have one of these available, it lets them get into position a little easier without having to worry about the bar interfering with their shins. Um, you get it, some people get into where they're getting too low and they're trying to squat the bar. Show me a squat bar with this. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Some people try and squat the deadlift. So his hips are real low, pulling that tension up, and he's trying to squat it. You saw his handles actually go back behind his heels a little bit. Or not his heels, his ankles. That's your squat. Show me your deadlift. The technicality is hip position again. Hip height, generally will do that. So if you're a new lifter and have access to this, these are great ways to kind of learn some of this stuff if you know that you can find the difference between where you want to squat and where you want to deadlift. I mean, the biggest thing I think for a new lifter is you don't, especially if you're developing a brace, mm -hmm. but you still want to do some of these heavier lifts and kind of get used to them. Yeah. You don't have to worry about your brace as much with this versus a conventional bar. Because the conventional bar, you're out here. So you're already further away from the midline of your body. It's going to force your hinge more, and later on is an absolutely critical thing. But if you're new and she's trying to develop that, pick your poisons. I mean, pick pick yeah. the battles with what you want. This one. Here I'm still bracing. Absolutely. It's but I'm more in line. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about my body going forward or backward as much yeah. as the other ones. And that's again absolutely if you're doing any kind of competition, if you're just doing it for muscle development, good skill, because everybody I train deadlifts in some manner. Like they squat and deadlift in some manner. It's crucial, I find it crucial to life. Get water out of your car, get, just, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. So, but the 
trap bar, you can do the conventional lift as Sean just showed. You can do the Romanian just by just getting a higher hip position. And with the high handles, that works a little better because we were talking about like just tight hamstrings and stuff. A little easier to do it that way. That's that. So, trap bar is nice for a few things. Straight bar, I mean, you're meat and potatoes of everything. Most gyms, most gyms will have maybe some kind of trap bar. I would say, I don't, I'm not quite sure. It depends on where you're at, I guess. But you're always going to have the straight bar. You can do multiple things with that. You have a trap bar in your new lifter, maybe a little bit easier to get going, a little bit easier. You can fumble a little more with technique and be okay, that kind of stuff. I still say get with somebody, have somebody watch you deadlift, critique your positions. We, I mean, we promote brace on everything. Your bracing has to be the, if it's not there, then you're waiting for trouble sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we worked. Sean in particular, I mean, a few years ago, we were working on it. his brace. He had a little bit of a rounder of a back, pulling that spine in, making sure this guy's set. And that was more due to a fatigue thing. He fatigued real quick. So the brace was gone. Then it became a sketchier lift. Mm -hmm. So planning those things out or knowing, knowing you as an athlete or knowing the person as an athlete or whoever will matter a lot doing that. So, oh, what do you think? Pretty good. Okay. Um, we'll say two things just in general about deadlifts, mm -hmm. the equipment more or less, mm -hmm. that has saved me, and it's something you gotta be careful of, is loading the weights. Especially if you're doing any kind of strongman <coughs> or max deadlift or powerlifting or whatever. You're especially after three, four sets, you're really tired. Mm -hmm. And so I have this one back here up on a couple of stands, but it feels on the ground, I'm trying to lift it. I find a lot of times I get tired and I get really sloppy. And so when I get that plate on, I almost kind of round my back and just try and muscle the plate on as much as possible. So this Kabuki bar is nice because it has these little stands right here. So I can lift it up, boom. Plate's coming on off a lot easier. I don't have to worry about turning my back nearly as much as the plates are on the ground. Um, I've seen people grab like five pound weights and prop one of the sides up, or you can get one of these little 3D printer, they have rubber ones. Uh, uh, Amazon has them for like 30 bucks. I 3D printed these, but they're just deadlift stands. So it's a safe way to it's a safe way to load and get your weight on there. If you got a plate on there at least, mm -hmm. it just rolls up. Ugh. Make sure they don't lose the whole damn thing. But you can get the outside plates off, on and off, no problem. Sean's too lazy to use the deadlift. Wedges, so he does it his way. It's like, Scotty, if you are, if you don't have one of these, just saying, you know, be very careful because, again, I get tired, I get lazy, and all of a sudden I'm trying to like pull the weight up, and I'm not using good form to do that. And that, I think, is also where a lot of injuries can occur, or at least get you prepped for an injury later on in your lift. I think. Yeah. Just be careful. Like, it's all fun and games until it's not. You're out for six months because you're having too much fun. Like Derek said earlier, if you guys have any questions, seriously reach out to us. Um, maybe just like a real quick question, we're happy to answer. Um, you can always Facebook, Instagram, um, send us a DM. Visit our website at team501fitness.com. Team501fitness.com.
501 Fitness. That's the number 501. Not it's spelled out or anything. Um, Are you having a stroke? No. <laughs> and then uh, message us. We'll help you out. Whatever you guys need. Quick question, longer question, whatever. We can set up a little bit of time to just talk through whatever you need. Yeah. Uh, we're doing consultations. Please, if you want to sit down with us or talk with us for 30 minutes, we'll help you out. Like we, we want to have as much success with you guys as anything else. Teach good habits, promote fitness in general. Have fun with it. Be safe, have fun with it. Let us know if you have questions, please. For everybody that came on today, thank you for joining. Thank you for starting your day the 501 way. Thank you guys, have a great day. Now I gotta get to my workout. Which one do you want? Ooh. <sighs>